now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Two Mike Guys to the Mike Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous day here in the fine city of Chicago. We will talk sports and more. The big dog, the coach, and, of course, producer extraordinaire, David Olson on the other side of the glass, and the high-quality music that the TalkZone.com is well-known for. Thank you very much. Apparently, Big Dog, when I say high-quality music, I'm saying that in the loosest possible sense of the term. How are you, Big Dog, and how's the musical taste today? Uh, I'm doing absolutely uh, spectacular, Coach. And, yes, it is, uh, what do you call it, um, high-quality music as in high definition, if you listen to us on the web. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love music at high definition. Coach, i got to be a, a, a real honest with you. Hold on, what's that guy? I just took the alarm off of my house. <laughs> what the heck? If that's an alarm, that's the strangest sounding alarm. I don't think that's going to scare away oh, wow. any uh, burglar. It might scare away like chipmunks and squirrels. What the hell was that? Well, I forgot that I had set the alarm last night. I woke up. I'm the only one in the house. This is the first morning I woke up like this in my entire life, I think. And I, I forgot that I set the alarm. So you've been living in what we uh, kindly call at times the United Nations with a variety of different roommates at a variety of different times. You've cohabitated with uh, occasional females over the uh, course of time that I've known you. But you mentioned our last show, uh, which was Wednesday's show. I apologize. We were off yesterday. That yesterday was like the first time that you've actually been alone in the house. I found that very odd. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it's it, it's really good, but I guess obviously I have to reconsider that. You know, I set the alarm when I wake up in the morning. You know, maybe I should leave the house a little bit before ten o'clock when we're uh, actually doing the show. I was about to just step. You said how beautiful the day was. I was about to step out and, and enjoy it. And I was having a really good morning because I was watching the Not Top Ten on ESPN as you yep. were sitting down. Did you happen to see that? I, I, I did see about the last three or four, the first six or seven. I was interrupted by producer uh, David Olson, who was trying to tell me something about today's show, which I, of course, did not listen to. Well, you didn't miss anything, and I was actually thinking this is the worst <laughs> top ten I'd ever seen. Okay, Coach, it is a must-watch, a must-watch to anybody out there. You have to watch the last, like, four <laughs> not top ten on ESPN Sports Center. The jousting. That was one of the funniest things I had ever seen. (laughs) Players in a rain delay, the catchers threw somebody up over their shoulders, and they ran at each other with baseball bats. And the one knocked the other guy off for real, (laughs) and he went a-tumbling is the best way to put it. That was hysterical. And it it should have been number one because the Finland head coach for their their national hockey team They had just won some tournament, was so wasted, he came down the stairs of a plane, tripped, <laughs> fell, and his face hit the trophy and dented it. He fell downstairs right at the bottom. Coach was one of the worst falls I've ever seen. I mean, he's got to be hurt. I mean, luckily he was totally hammered because 
He's not going to feel too good on tomorrow. It was uh, truly, truly classic. The only bad part about it, again, we're talking about ESPN. Typically, they show their top ten, which is a good watch. But I think on Fridays, they will show their not top ten, ten of the most <laughs> embarrassing plays. I didn't even know it was the Finland coach, but I was watching it. And, and they're, they're walk, walking down the airport, the uh, plane steps with the crowd and with the trophy, and they're pumping their fists. He's walking hand in hand with some other gentleman, I don't know, coach, GM, whatever it was, the two big guys, and they're pumping their fists. And, like, on the last step, he trips and falls, and like you said, not a little bit of a stumble, but basically flat or face first onto the cement. The only bad part of the big dog is we didn't get to see they cut the video right at the fall. I would have liked to have seen the reaction and how he tried to get up. Big dog still there? You know, I think he was totally knocked out because, Coach, he hit cement when he was still up in the air. So not only is it a face-first plant on cement, but you add a step or two. <laughs> and, and he just happened to hit the trophy, a metal trophy. Out the way down. He caught the end of the cup like it was a cup, and he caught, like, the edge of it. It was – it was. Uh, you know why that's probably not number one? Is I bet you he got hurt really bad, Coach. I mean, I he so. might have been hurt I... really bad. So they're like, you know, we can't put it number one and have people voting on it. I have not heard the end result of that. I saw something even better, Big Dog, might have been like two, three, four days ago, that uh, ESPN had put together a video collage of most uh, uh, embarrassing trophy moments. Did you see that? Coach, I was leading right into that. That was my next (laughs) thing. uh, not only did I see it, I will. I, I wish I had taped it. I, and every likewise. time my friends come over <laughs> and like are sitting on it, because you know we'll we'll just drink beer and just talk about the oddest stuff. And you know we pass the computer on. Did you see this viral video yet? I mean, it's it's and plus the TV's going on and we have music going on in the background and there's seven conversations and everybody, by the way, is texting at the same time. This new age, coach. These kids, they. They have 9 million pieces of information coming at them all at all the same time, and they can handle it. It's truly amazing. But, yes, the okay, so in the, in the course of this week alone, we have the, the coach hitting his face on the trophy and denting it. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the Netherlands, we have what did the Frisbee-looking thing that they, they fell off, who was his number five in this week's top, not top ten, the guy that dropped, like, the plate. On, off the bus that See, was that's, like a trophy? I think I joined the not top ten at the four spot, so I missed that one. Okay, so another trophy incident happened this week. So not only did the coach bust in his face, that was some other guy dropped one off of a bus, which just so happens about three weeks ago, the the Copa del Rey in Spain, the guy dropped that and the bus ran it over. Oh, that was, that was one of the funniest things I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of leaning over the front of the victory celebration parade truck or whatever it was and thing falls in front and it runs over it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. I thought that happened a long time ago. That was this past week. Yeah, yeah. Though that was like okay, <laughs> that, that, that was about three weeks ago. That one, right. but like just just this week, some guy dropped some plate that rolled through the streets, and it was oh, that was funny. <laughs> I don't that know if you could funny. YouTube or somehow it's got to be available. But ESPN's embarrassing trophy moments. They had one with female tennis player. I want to say Steffi Graf. It might not have been, but she's I think raising. It was, Sharapova, huh? Sharapova. Oh, well, then who even who even notices the trophy at that point? But uh, as she so she's shaking the trophy above her head, shaking it, <laughs> and not the entire. She doesn't drop the trophy, but the top half of the trophy gets shaken off and drops right no, in front of her. On her, that was the lid because it's like a cup. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't like if that one wasn't a, a trophy malfunction because there was a couple where 
Like they shook the trophy and it, it flipped off. Like they had David Stern trying to hand the, tro- the MVP trophy to Magic Johnson, and he dropped the trophy, and yep. Magic had to catch it. Yep. <laughs> wouldn't that have been? Wouldn't that have been funny if it was the Gold Glove Award in baseball? Oh, that would be good. And the guy would dropped it. There was a couple of a couple of them where people just acting a fool with the trophy they had just won, and then they break it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> couple of Stanley Cup celebrations in there as well. But, uh, all right, good stuff, good stuff. Got to keep your sense of humor, uh, yeah. big dog in the world of sports, especially if you're a Chicago baseball fan. We have learned through uh, practice, through experience, one could say through necessity. In order to make it through a summer of sports, you have to keep your sense of humor and find the fun in the world of sports. Yeah, like I had to additional because right now my heart has been beating at about 900 beats per minute after setting off the alarm in my house at one minute into Yeah, the that show. was, by the way, that was the most, not what I'll say, obnoxious. It was the weirdest sound. Maybe it sounded different over the phone lines no, that bad. we have here. It's but, bad, Coach. It's bad. But it you sounded, know, it, it, yeah. it didn't sound like it would bother any uh, criminal or robber. It sounded kind of, kind of weaselly, if I could use that term. Oh, no, it'll bother you, Coach. Okay. And it wakes everybody else. It, it, there's no way you cannot hear that inside of a home. So you know that the alarm just went off. Okay. I'll take your word for it. it somehow it didn't transfer to the radio airwaves very well. But, uh, you know, we we don't have a cough button here so or a, a dump button. So we hear the sneeze. We hear the cough. We hear the passing of the gas, the bodily excretions. Uh, you know, why not hear your alarm go off over the radio as well? <laughs> uh, yet another way of bringing us closer to the listeners, Big Dog. Well, uh, well, Coach, we can get closer to the listeners if they actually called us. Yes, and how do they do that, Big Dog? See if you even remember the number. Uh, that would be one eight 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 four six three four six nine five six seven four eight six seven four eight. Yeah, man. Yep. You're almost better than the Empire guy. I almost feel like one eight eight four six hundred. Now eight 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 four six three. Had that part right. Sixty seven. 48, you want to get close to the big dog and a coach? No better way to do it. Well, there's a few better ways, especially if you want to get close to the big dog, but we won't go into those. The closest legal way you can do it is by dialing us up here and talk some sports. You want to get off the sports page, you could do that, too. we got lots to talk about, big dog, from a couple of cross-town, not cross-town, crossover, uh, interdivisional baseball series we got to talk about. A lot of interesting matchups coming up. The Preakness second running of the Triple Crown coming up this weekend. And, of course, NBA basketball. We were off yesterday, so I need to get your thoughts, your opinions, your provocations on the Chicago Bull defeat to the Miami oh, Heat. Uh, well, the, the Heat played phenomenal defense. What an ugly basketball game that was all the way around. And uh, the Heat played a little bit like a desperate team, Coach. They didn't exactly play that well either. Uh, that, but it, I gotta tell you something. When you just watch, see, basketball doesn't always have to be beautiful and mm-hmm. high scoring and all that for me to enjoy it. But truly, if I just see two teams really going at it and playing as hard as they possibly can with a lot of passion, that's all I really need. That's the first and foremost thing I need mm-hmm. in this series. And that's what's going on with the Bulls and, and, and the Heat right now. It was great, great defensive effort by both teams. No question about it. And you, you hear the old expression is true. From grade school all the way up to NBA, big dog, offense will energize your defense. And I thought the Bulls played very good defensively, but their inability to make shots, their frustrations on offense took a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit of the luster away from their defense. It was a good defensive effort, very good, but it could have been phenomenal. But at some point when you keep missing shots, you know what I mean? Your defense energy just slacks a bit. You, you, you hit it right on the, on the nose, coach. They missed 18 shots. 
five feet or closer to the basket. How many of those were Carlos Boozers? <laughs> whoa, whoa, my goodness. You know what? It's great to have Taj Gibson coming off the bench, and he shouldn't start just yet. But I no. think he, they might want to bring him in at about the 11-15 minute of the first quarter. 11-15 <laughs> of the yeah, first quarter. Give energy, Taj. Yeah. Okay, Carlos, good job, yeah. good job. I like Boozer. He's like a sweat coach. We know. We don't, we don't want you to. I like Carlos Boozer. I think he's got a you know an interesting kind of cool personality, almost a Carlos well, that's not brave. I was going to say Zambrano-esque personnel, but I like Boozer, and I actually like his game if you forget the fact that he's getting paid $15 million and he's supposed to be your second-best player. That's a problem because he's not worth the money. He's not your second-best player, but if you take that out of the equation, I actually like the guy. He just he could not finish at the basket for the life of him. No, I do. I'm not sure. I think his contract expires the same year as Alfonso Storiano. Yeah. Well, I think I don't know about his contract, but I think Carlos's game expired uh, at about November 30th this year. I, I, I just I didn't like the signing when they originally did it, but let's uh, let's, mm-hmm. let's not worry about that right now. Uh, Heard a little bit for the Bulls. I, this, I really do think they should have won that game. I, you know, and, and like you said, Coach, it's an NBA playoff series. You know, anything can happen. Uh, you know the Bulls blow them out the first game doesn't mean anything for the for the rest of the games after that. But mm-hmm. I, I really think the Bulls really let one get away. Uh, a lot of people complain about the referee. Yeah. The officiating was fine in that game. Yep. What uh, what the Bulls needed to do was finish. I mean, legit, okay, we can just say they missed shots, Coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of those were missed shots in in terms of you know five foot and they're really getting contended. There were so many times though where. Bulls had a wide open look for a layup, but they rushed it because they just assumed it was going to be it was going to be a tough shot when it wasn't going to be, and they made easy shots tougher than they should have been. And some of the answers, honestly, coach, if, if the whole game you got a guy in your face, when you get a bunny, sometimes you rush it for no reason. It's true. And, and you're an NBA player, you know how to make a layup, and and if you're afraid you're going to miss the layup, extend that extra little energy and dunk it. Mm-hmm. That's serious. If you, if you're seven foot tall, Joe Kim Noah, you should not miss too many layups around the hole when you could all you had to do was just jump up and dunk the ball. And and I understand if you're playing playoff basketball with defensive intensity of an Eastern Conference Finals versus one uh, a great team, sometimes dunking is you know what I mean? It's like you don't want to do it, Coach. That's, you have to explode. A, a jumping is one of the most explosive things you do is so it really takes a lot of energy. But come on, dunk the ball. This is the playoffs. That's two points. It's gigantic. It's gigantic, especially, you know, uh, when you're playing a team that all of a sudden is starting to execute in a half court late in the game with Miami Heat. Yeah, big dog. I'm very, very impressed with your basketball instincts. For a guy that, uh, you know, was a star football player, had a brief moment of uh, hiatus and career in the sport of baseball. You were a mucker and grinder in basketball, a blocker and screener. If there ever was one, your coach wouldn't let you shoot the ball. Not a particularly skilled player, but your instincts, you are exactly right. You got a good feel for the game of basketball. That's exactly, exactly what was going on. I love all the analysis from all the experts and stuff, the X and O. Bottom line is the Chicago Bulls didn't make shots, and your analysis of how they missed so many inside shots, I didn't even think of that so much, but you're exactly right on with that. With that, um, with the way they were, I not intimidated is the wrong word, but rushed. Yeah, yeah. rushed. Play with some poise, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what I mean. It's like a, they take this crazy frenzy defensive mentality of we're in your face and we're not, and we're going to be relentless and get every rebound. And well, that's awesome. But when you have a shot where all you've done since you've been 
six years old when you used to dribble and just lay the ball in. Sometimes that's all you got to go back to. You don't have to be frenzied and mm-hmm. crazed anymore. You just have to be that six-year-old kid who, heck yeah, i got to lay up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 888-463-6748. You want to talk a little NBA basketball day late in the dollars short here, but we were off of yesterday's show, so we're doing a quick recap. Bulls and Heat. We'll talk about the game coming up Sunday. Also, Oak City and Dallas get to baseball in just a second. The other thing I loved about the game, Big Dog, and again, it goes to the pregame and postgame. Well, more of the pregame, you know, analyzing the matchups and all the time and thought put in the mindless games that we play trying to figure out who's going to win the game and it was a guy that nobody mentioned that nobody even in chicago he was like an afterthought maybe in miami you know they mentioned him a little bit but none of the experts really even pegged him as a factor in the game and it was udonis haslam who all of a sudden is healthy who really turned the game so all the experts all the expertise the x's and o's and it was a guy nobody talked about who really made the biggest difference in the game you know it the crazy thing is, Coach, is uh, you're right, totally right about all the experts and all that stuff. And you know, this is a guy who's been a good basketball player before yep. on some on championship teams. Udonis Haslam's a good ball player. Uh, Who does his hair, by the way, Bullrix? I'm not sure, but you know, okay. he's he's loved in Miami. So the mm-hmm. uh, people have been arguing Atlanta or Miami is worst sports town, and and uh, I want to get to Atlanta later on. By the way, with this whole Winnipeg. A hockey team deal. It's a good. It's a good deal, coach. Someone just emailed in and said uh, it's not Bo Ricks. It's hair cuttery. I apologize. It's good to know, coach. Thank you. That, well, they, uh, they they do weaves. <laughs> I know, really, because who knows? If I grow it back in, that's where I'm going to have to go. Yeah. I want his hair. But he, you know, he went to Florida. He's like a native uh, Miamian. Mm-hmm. Who got his handsome. So they love him down here. It's so even though they're bad sports fans, they actually had like they love him more than LeBron down there. So they they like went crazy in Miami. So yeah, they they love him a lot more now. <laughs> Heck yeah! Forty eight hours after that game, but he was uh, you know I, I figured he'd come in and rebound a little bit, give him a little bit of touch of anger, a little bit of edge, which quite frankly they needed. But I wouldn't expect him to hit fourteen, sixteen foot fall away jump shots. Like what the heck's oh, going yeah, on? That was, yeah, that was uh that was a little yeah. That's not see what I'm saying. Udonis has him hitting sixteen foot fadeaways, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose missing layups. Okay, so Carlos Boozer missing layups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, there's all of a sudden there's panic again, isn't it, crazy coach? The same people we dominated yep. by twenty. Yep. Now they're panicking. Yeah. Or I love the I love the uh, the, the quote unquote neutral experts. Uh, it's Miami series now. Bulls had yeah, their yeah, chances yeah. pretty much over. Now, like what? Are you kidding me? After one game, the Bulls were dominating. Now the you know Miami Heat pull out a tight game, and all of a sudden uh, Miami got their game on the road. It's over. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly. come on. Exactly. Please. So uh, the the Bulls will at worst split in Miami, Coach, at worst. Um, you know what? I don't even know that. Miami could win both games there. Come back 3-1, Bulls win here 3-2. Bulls take one on Miami 3-3, and it comes back game seven. I could actually I could actually see that scenario, Big Dumb. So I, I'm not, again, not as confident. I think the Heat, there's a chance they could take two down there. I know there's obviously a chance. Yeah. I mean, you're you're talking about a a, a team with a, a couple MVPs on it, and and all of a sudden the guy playing for his dead mama and mm-hmm. Udonis Haslam. Mm-hmm. So he reminded them of that before the game. He's like, I just want to remind you guys that this summer you dedicated this season to my mom. Mm-hmm. He's before game two, and then he goes out there and plays. You know what I mean? So you got to sometimes you know you get that that motivation. You draw it from who knows where they draw it from, and maybe that's. That's what they needed in game two. And if that is the case, 
Uh, then I'm worried a little bit. You like my guy, by the way, Omar Ashik? A lot of people jumping on the bandwagon now. It was pretty empty back in mid-November when I discovered all the uh, wonders of the Turkish treat, Omar Ashik. But what a defensive game he played. How about that block on Dwayne Wade, my friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. Ashik is a ball player. So. And everybody's talking about the block, but you know, if you watched the three or four minutes before that, he he was he is a defensive disruptor, if I could use that term. Uh, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. He's all, yeah, and, uh, he's, he's not just, you know, a big guy in the paint. He disrupts. He'll come yeah. out and double team on ball screens at the three point line. And then uh, he'll, he's quick enough to get back and he comes over and helps. He is disruptive defensively, scored zero points, but he was a factor when he was in there. I can tell uh, you're not, you're not feeling the love of an Omar Sheik. No, 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 I, no, I like the guy coach. Okay. I, 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 I didn't think he had, that good of a game to be singled out and talked about mm-hmm. after game two. Yeah, you're probably right. But uh, I, I will say this: I mean, the guy can really move for a big guy. Yep. And that's and he's and he's totally about the team, so he'll mm-hmm. do whatever it takes. Because you got that combination, that's an awful nice big guy to have on your bench to, to throw he, in there uh, for some matchups. Ashi credits uh, his quick feet to uh, Turkish women. Coach, I completely I, understand that. Yes. Lateral movement, the ability to backpedal quickly on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, there were uh, all kidding aside, rumor in the little rumor mill. I forget which paper it was that I read. Probably the Daily Herald. Big picture. Local focus. Thank you very much. That Omar Ashik currently dating, dating uh, whatever her name is, Janet something or other, who was ex Miss Ohio. Not bad for an Omar Ashik. They they stripped it from her. They stripped her Ohio. Well, no, I don't think she's the current Miss Ohio. Oh, then she's yeah. former Miss Ohio coach. Yes. Like, there's ex-Miss America Vanessa Williams because they took yes. it from her. No, no, I didn't mean ex that way. Former would have been a better term to use. The former Miss Ohio. But either way, Omar Sheik's quick feet uh, and quick movement paying off both on the court and off. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> all right, one Bulls player, one Bulls player that did not get enough PT, Big Dog. I got a guy... Uh, can you figure out who I'm thinking of? Uh, C.J. Watson. No, although I'd put him in that category as well. He did. Did he play in the second half? Uh, Not sure. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think he did. I yeah. know there was no Watson and Wade on the court at the same time. Mm-hmm. And C.J. Watson, you know, we talk about Oshik playing. C.J. Watson's become a great defensive player as well. Yeah, he's really coach. He's been the the improvement in C.J. Watson. You know, the guy isn't getting a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. but he has obviously really dedicated himself to become a better basketball player in practice because he really is so much better now than he was in November by leaps and bounds. So they, they have a really good point guard on the bench. He's a pest. Yeah. You know, he doesn't steal the ball. Doesn't Well, he will steal the ball, but but he just gets after the dribble. He's, he's one of those guys, just get away from me. You know, you play pickup basketball, you got the one guy that's playing way too hard defensively. It's like... You're not supposed to do this, man. Get off me. C.J. Watson's become a pest, and I say that only in the uh, kindest terms. That's a good thing. No, the guy I'm thinking of, though, is, uh, and I would like to see the plus-minus, like hockey, to see what the score is when he's on the court, and that's Keith Bogans, our guy. That so many people criticized early in the year, Big Dog. He played well. They played him the first four or five minutes of the second half, and he was done. No more Keith Bogans. I need to see, not a lot more, but a little more of my uh, good friend, Mr. Bogans. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe it's because he's so limited offensively 
that... Yeah, limited like he's hitting about 50% of his three-point shots. That limited? You make an excellent point right there, Coach. <laughs> you make an excellent point. Yeah. He has he has been showing his... He's hit, every time he's getting open ones, he's hit them consistently in the playoffs, without mm-hmm. question. He's consistently hit open three-point shots. Yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't be playing. I'm, I'm figuring out why. Mm-hmm. Because they, they have really gone deep with their starters besides him. Besides him, he's the only one that they're really not playing a lot of. Mm-hmm. Like, a, Boozer's playing way too many minutes. but He's a heck of a defensive player uh, as well. Well, Boozer, you know, to, to Tom Thibodeau's credit, he's not going by the, you know, the typical storyline that you're supposed to do. He's sitting Boozer at crunch time. So and even Joe Kim Noah, even when they were behind four points or six points, I thought it was the correct decision. They're down six. And he's playing two defensive players, Ronnie Brewer and Omar Ashik. They were playing well. I thought the team was clicking, so it was an unconventional move. Uh, but I thought it was the correct one by head coach Tom Thibodeau. Well, talk about unconventional moves. What about last night in Oklahoma City and yes. Dallas and what Scotty Brooks did? Yes. Scotty Brooks benched Russell Westbrook for the last 16 minutes of a mm-hmm. playoff game. And uh, Eric Maynard and all these other guys that were – uh, the, the bench players for Oklahoma City came out and played phenomenal, and they and they won in Dallas to even the series and take home court. Did, were, were you? I happened to tune in only briefly to watch the game, and I, I watched the period of time that caused Russell Westbrook to sit out. Did you see the activity and the reason that Scotty Brooks sat him down? Um, basically, because he kept turning the ball over, and in in uh, mm. you know that 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 is exactly what he said. Is he's like he kept turning the ball over and. They, the guy had four assists and four turnovers in the game before, and he had already had four turnovers in the first half of this mm-hmm. game. And it was also a bad shot. It, it, it definitely a bad shot, yep. too, Coach. But, yep. you know, you take a bad shot, at least you you got a shot off, which means offensive rebounds, which means possibly you, sometimes you even hit bad shots. You turn the ball over. You can't have that. You, live you in, not have turnovers. Living by the theory that the only bad shot is the one you don't take, right? Yes. Well, yeah. you, but obviously, Coach, you don't want bad shots either. You know both of us. That's like my biggest pet peeve. But mm-hmm. I'd rather have a bad shot than no shot. And and that's what Scotty Brooks did. He kept turning the ball over. And the, the Maynard kid played 20 minutes, no turnover. So he might be playing a little more, Coach. Oklahoma City uh, knocked off Dallas. They evened out that series. Very similar to the Miami Bulls series, 106-100. to 100. I love Russell Westbrook. I think he is... You know, maybe in my top five, if not top three players I like watching. I'm not saying he's top three best, but most exciting, most fun players to watch. I think Russell Westbrook is incredible. But in addition, and again, Oklahoma City won the game. Yeah. So that's the beautiful part about it. They sit down. But in addition to the turnovers, Big Dog, when he went to the bench, Scotty Brooks uh, gave him kind of a hard slap on the back. It was part a encouragement and part like, what the heck are you doing? Because at the end of the third quarter, Kevin Durant, wide open, wide open, wouldn't pass the Durant the ball and tried to go one-on-one for the last shot. It was a poor shot and he missed. But then he sits on the bench and he is mouthing off big time. So I think that's what caused him also to sit the entire quarter. He was really angry, really mouthing off, getting in his teammates' face on the bench. So I think it was a little attitude factor in addition to the turnovers that caused Scotty Brooks to sit his rear end on the bench. That's too bad to hear the end part. Yeah. Coach, I, um, you know, I, cause he has been not passing the ball to, to Durant when he's wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, consistently in the playoffs. And Kevin Durant's like, hey, what the heck? Now, I didn't see, I didn't see the game last night because I was actually officiating, uh, football games downtown. I was like a, football. a late, yeah, football. Football. 
late minute replacement. So I was like, heck yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll be more than happy to make a little bit of money. So I didn't get to see the game. Are you sure it's not? This is softball season, not football season. There were softball games being played on the field next to us, coach. So and the, by the way, I need some softball. I need to. I need to start uh, umpiring some oh, softball yeah, games. Piece of cake. I do that myself. You want to talk about easy money? Heck, well, get, hook me up. Easy Let me know my you got to find out in the Aurora area who the hell. I've been trying uh, to, coach. I've been trying to. Okay. I can't find any. I can't, okay. it's, it's, and and over here, if you don't speak Spanish, follow, psycho, auto, How do you say illegal procedure in uh, Espanol? Oh, uh, elicitate procedure. Oh, very nice. Okay, very that nice. might have been so Italian, who, coach. Who, who the heck is playing football in the middle of May in Chicago? Well, uh, some uh, basically, well, there's, there was, heck, let me see, three fields, four games each. There was 12 games, 24 teams participated in flag football games yesterday. Really? Yes. Yeah. I got this player sports okay. group, they're yeah. a monster. They're making oh, this is, billions. This is they one of those so, social organizations. It's, yeah, it's, and it's always, and they're always pumping out more games. And by the <laughs> way, just, just, uh, just out of coincidence, mm-hmm. uh, Janet Fain was playing last night. Who? I did her game. What? The, the the young lady who's the kickoff returner, punt returner, corner, and wide receiver for the Chicago Blitz, the lingerie football team that nah. plays at Toyota Park. Don't talk to me about the Chicago Blitz. Well, coach, why are you so – you're you're a curmudgeon. Well, I, only because no, I, I am a – play football, okay? She I, can play football. I have a little issue there because I'm a supporter of the Chicago Force, which is real. Why can't women's what, football? This is real too. They tackle. It's lingerie football. They tackle at full four. Okay. 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 And I met the, I met I met the girls there. Yes, she's bringing the girls to the games now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're watching her just dominate. She had like five catches, three touchdowns. No, none of the guys can run with this girl. Okay. On third down, she just goes twenty yards down, turns around over the middle, catches it with her hands, and goes down. So this is this unbelievable. This girl's unbelievable, coach. And plays for the uh, Chicago Blitz lingerie tonight. We're obviously we're talking about you refing correct flag football. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Stand. Much better talk about correct flag football than break down the Dallas Mavericks. I, I, my, my fault, my fault. No, 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 I'm serious, you, by you, the way. Well, you want to know what I did? You know, I, I didn't get to watch the I game. was not being facetious. I honestly, who the hell wants to talk about Dallas and Oklahoma City game two? Maybe game seven, but if it's game two, I'm all over correct flag football. I have a lot of questions to ask you. Including, she, brought, she brought some of her teammates from the Chicago Bliss wow. out to watch her. Wow. And I got to tell you, not all of them, how can you say you want to see in lingerie? So don't tell me it's not real football. They okay. actually take the best players. Mm-hmm. But one of these girls, let's just say there's going to be uh, a certain segment, a demographic of America that would love to see her in lingerie, but not a, a large demographic. Okay. okay. Interesting. I did, by the way, for the next holiday season, I've already ordered you a uh, uh, 2012 calendar lineman in lingerie. That's not bad. Coach. Yeah. Oh, it's outstanding. That's not bad. Different. Actually, I'd like I, I want a linebacker spread. Well, uh, let's. How about a linebacker calendar? If we could use that term, please. I, I, but, uh, I don't want any quarterbacks. You know, I, but I do like corners because they've got nice hips, coach. You will. <laughs> you are a sick, sick man, big dog, and I'm enjoying talking to you on a regular basis. Uh, all right, I got a lot of questions on Colorack flag football. Very quickly now. First of all, is it a two flag? Or three, three flags. Oh, three flags. Yeah. All right. Now, as a referee, 
And you've already got to referee the regular rules of football. But, you know, it's guys and girls. Player sports is based on kind of the whole singles thing, right? That's part of the... Yeah, Coach. Oh, my okay. goodness. So, awesome. and I know That's from... I have to say to you. What's that? The league is pretty... It's There's potential. If you're out there, I can't find a girl. Then all you got to do is join a rec league. That's okay. all you got to do. I'm not... It's up and it's, it's it's go ahead, coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are some of the funny team names, by the way? Any good team names? Um, uh, yesterday I refereed a game with uh, again uh, PDs. What were they? Big PDs. <laughs> uh, I, there's uh, there's some good ones, coach. So let me think about it for a second. You know what? I didn't. We didn't have the schedule last night, so I didn't know the names of any of the teams. So I'd have to go back to last season to, to try to remember some of them, but uh, uh-huh. that's uh, always that's always one of the highlights of uh, Colrex Sports getting some of the team names. But getting back, because I know from playing flag football, do you want to know? Do you want to know what mine was? You played? Yeah, I've I've had names and. Uh, oh, that's uh, right. The reason you're refereeing is because you're no longer allowed to play flag football. You're on the you're on the restricted persons list, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I, during a Colrex game, yeah. I, I got got a little crazy, threw a couple yeah. elbows. Yeah. And, you know, when, I mean, she, I mean, she'll walk again. When, <laughs> when you jumped the snap 18 times in a row and they had to call delay a game, that was a problem. Yeah, that was an issue. Though. That was a problem. No, I, I would like to say it to you, but I don't want to get, I don't want to get Dave mad. But, I, uh, but it's a friend of mine's name, and okay. her, you spell her first name P H U C. Oh and yes. Her, and her last name N G U Y E N. Okay. Producer extraordinaire David Olson's letting that all sink in, but I think we get the general idea. Okay. It, was she a cornerback with good hips? Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but I don't know how you pronounce her first name or last name, but some yeah. people pronounce it Fook. Yeah. Some other people pronounce it another way. Yes. And and that's the, actually the correct way to pronounce her name. Uh-huh. And her last name is in, in win. So, like, if you said... Oh, boy. Who can win? That's yep. basically what the team's name was. That's... But you pronounced the first part a little bit. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Get I mean, that's trouble. a good team name. That's a really good team name, Coach. That's, uh, you know, it's probably worth 6 to 12 points a game on team name alone. <laughs> wow. But the question I have for you, Big Dog, is again, as we depart from scintillating NBA breakdown talk, we're yeah. about to get to our baseball round them up and wrap them up. A lot of great oh. baseball games. we got to talk about some uh, – cross-divisional rivalries or uh, series, anyways, that are going on this weekend. But uh, if flag football, I know from experience, it's a little different than touch football. Touch football is easier. Oh, you, know, yeah. you simply touch the per To get the flag, if it's really competitive, you have to, at times, the tackler has to engage the runner. There's some contact, there's some hold-up and, until you can grab the flag. So I'm wondering at the co-recreational level, especially the three flag leagues, where you got one flag on a side, one flag on a side, and one flag behind. Have you had any players you've had to watch out for who are taking the, how do we say, uh, tackling engagement one step too far? Oh, absolutely, coach. I, I add on five yards immediately. Then they then they always bitch, and I'm like, uh, I just don't care. What What do you? Uh, interestingly, I would like to know what 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 penalty do you call? I, oh, I just called it. I, I I make it a point, and I like I call we call impediment. Impediment? You're, you're, you're impeding the person. You know, I mean, you can't tackle. Okay. You have to grab the flag. And if you don't, we just add five yards just to the end of the play mm-hmm. ball. Okay. Automatic. Okay. So, 
Right. And if we, if it's a tackle, we do a personal foul. If we feel it's real excessive, mm-hmm. we make it a point to say, "Hey, play, play." Uh, well, that, it's funny you bring up that rule because we have very few that were real strict upon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Coach? That we and because uh, and especially in the co-ed leagues, we don't want. Uh, like it's funny is we're more likely to call a pass interference if it's a guy on a girl. Okay. Like you know what I mean? You you gotta you got and we also tell the girls, hey, you're out here playing football, so if something happens, that that's on you. So you better be alive and and be aware and play at all times because you know you you got some guy who just might be running at full speed. Mm-hmm. No idea, girls there all of a sudden you you know, girl we've seen girls get run over and it was totally nobody's fault. And it's, some of them yeah. were bad, well, you know, the, real bad. You guys real bad. get their you get their competitive spirit going, uh-huh. and you forget sometimes, uh, you know, that it's a cold rec game. And I'm sure the girls don't want to hear it. You got to play easy. It's not playing easy, but you still got to. Uh, you no, know, we, we like we like the guys. We're like we don't we won't stand for it. You have to play with some sense of a, of yes what's going on around you. And if you don't, if you're not a good enough football player to mm-hmm. realize that your actions may result in a 110 pound girl being sent you know in the air, then then you know we don't watch out mm-hmm. there. All right, but but you haven't had to call any penalties on guys that uh, are yesterday. taking the impediment penalty like, a little I bit. I called it twice on one guy yesterday, and you he do. was screaming at me. And I'm like, you're holding a guy by the hips. His flag was right there. Just okay. I, I was talking more about the guy trying to tackle the girl and maybe uh, oh, maybe in, intentionally getting the 10-yard impediment penalty, if you know what I mean. i, I got to be oh, – I swear to you, and I'm not just saying this in order to make make you laugh. Women do it to guys much more than yeah, the good. That was my girl. next question. Well, it's, it's, and I'm not just – honestly, Coach mm-hmm. – and, and and every time they're always like, oh, I, 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 I'm not good at this. I'm like, well, there's one guy was like, man, shoot, she just grabbed my junk. She's like, and she kept her hand there. And I was like, yeah, I saw it. I didn't call a penalty on her, though. Yeah. Maybe she thought it was the flag. For, you know? for his sake, I certainly hope not. Well, <laughs> all right, let us move on very quickly. But I'm proud you're out there. It's just a little odd. That anybody's playing football in the middle of May, it took me off cuff a little bit, but uh, you know, it's the world's greatest game, Coach. Come on, thank you very much. I'm glad you're out there doing your service for the community and make a little bit of money. That's the important thing, Big Dog. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Dog, we got to get off basketball for just a minute and go to some baseball. Good stuff happening this weekend. I want to recap yesterday because in the American League it was like game winning. Walk-off hits, walk-off singles, wild finishes, lost fly balls on the sun, so we got to get to that. But real quick, the Chicago Cubs, little two-game winning streak now. They uh, played very well against Florida, but they are going to Boston, taking on the Red Sox at Fenway without sounding too cliche. Oh, oh, the tradition between those two teams. Oh, absolutely. This is this is big time, Coach. The last time the, the Cubs played there, I, I do believe Babe Ruth was still on the Red Sox. And he was in the middle of uh, a record-setting scoreless streak yep. in the World Series. So. I think it was Ruth, Jimmy Fox, and if I'm not sure, Cub uh, fourth outfielder Reed Johnson was still in the lineup back then. Yeah, no, Jimmy Fox not on the Red Sox at that point. Coach. Ah, that's too Reed bad. Reed Johnson was. Okay, the, he's been around a long time. Yes, he has. Fourth outfielder, he climbed the the the, the big green monster before it was the big green monster. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But there's uh, something cool about that. It hasn't happened, I can't remember in my lifetime, Big Dog, but the Cubs at Fenway Park. How cool I is that? I told you, the last time they were there was 1918 World Series. And there Babe you go. Ruth was, Babe Ruth was playing for the Red Sox. Wait, Babe Ruth wasn't playing in 1918. Coach, come on. 1918? Babe Ruth's, Babe Ruth's career lasted from 1914 to 1935. 
He started with the Red Sox, and then before the 1920 season was sold wow. to the Yankees. Okay. And he played on the Yankees until okay. uh, until 34, and then he played on the – do you know what team he played for, where he finished his career with? After the Yankees? Mm-hmm. Cubs? No? You, you honestly just – did you just say Babe Ruth played for the Cubs? Yeah. Come on. Well, you, you said he you finished his career. What's that? You didn't honestly think Babe Ruth played. You would have uh, everybody. Every Cub fan would know that Babe Ruth had played. Well, for the Cubs you know, he before. might have played. Well, it sounded like the question was one nondescript year. Who did he play with? I thought maybe for a brief moment in time he played alongside Reed Johnson in the outfield. I think it's one of the coolest questions of all time is uh, that at one point uh, Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron, who were one two in uh, in home runs, uh-huh. they both ended their careers in the same city that they started but in different leagues because Hank Aaron started with the Milwaukee Braves, okay. went to the Atlanta Braves, and then ended his career with the Milwaukee Brewers as a DH in 1974-75. And Babe Ruth started with the Boston Red Sox, and his last games were with the Boston Braves. Baseball historian Joel Radwanski. I gotta start paying more attention to what you're saying. You know that? By, by the way, Willie Mays. Wow. Willie Mays, he started with, uh, the New York Giants, mm-hmm. ended up with the San Francisco Giants, and ended up with the New York Mets. Wow. So at one point, one, two, and three had all ended up in the same city they started, but on different teams. Arguably the three biggest names in baseball history. Yes, without question. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, Interesting. So the, I, I always thought those were cool trivia questions because Willie Mays ended up with the Mets and he was not that good mm-hmm. with the Mets. That was the only time in his career people were like, yeah, he's the bad. He's bad. Not, he's no longer amazing Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's been 1918 since the Cubs have been at Fenway Park. Big dog alleging that Babe Ruth played back then. We'll check the record books, but, uh, uh coach, check the record books. I'm kidding you. Scoreless. I'm just trying to Second agitate you. You know, he 29 and a third scoreless innings in the World Series Babe Ruth threw. It was a record for, it was a record for at least 40 years. I mean, that's probably, that's one of the greatest records. And and at the same time, he held the most home runs in the World Series record. So that's why he's the greatest baseball player of all time. Of course, Mickey Mantle broke that, which, and that will never be broke that record. 18 home runs in the World Series. 18 total homers, World Series. Never be broke. Uh, never say never. Never say never. Adam Dunn will lead the White Sox this year. He'll probably get five or six. Only put put him back 13 in the hunt. All right. Uh, Thank you for that history lesson, but let's get to the the present Cubs against the Red Sox. Interesting matchup. Your Cubs playing a little bit better, big dog. Showing a little bit of magic. The bats are starting to come around a little bit. And uh, at Fenway Park, I think that's going to be just uh, so many angles to look at the game. And I guess the most interesting angle is how will Alfonso Soriano play the angles off of the big green monster? That is a great point, Coach. <laughs> and right, I mean, that's he's got to be the DH. You cannot put him out there. We cannot have – and from now on, can we – instead of sending him out there with a glove, should Mike Quaddy just send him out there with a butcher knife? <laughs> wow. Wouldn't it be awesome to see him out there left field and hack at the ball when it came – I bet he Sa- – Fielding percentage would go up. Samurai left fielder, fly ball out there. Hi-yo! No, no, a samurai knife, I think, would uh, would cut the ball in half. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to catch it with the butcher knife. I like samurai better. 
Okay. Well, you know, he did play in Japan for a few years, so I'm sure mm-hmm. you know, he is in tune with the samurai. The man, the man has an IQ of like 120, which is why I can't understand why he swings at pitches that bounce four feet ahead of home plate yeah. and can't hit a cutoff man, which he did again this week. Well, we've already talked about that. Athletic IQ and academic IQ are two different things. Alfonso is a yeah. smart guy, personable guy, but his, but his lack of discipline can frustrate you at times on the baseball field. And you mentioned uh, DH him this weekend. I'm sure that's what Mike Quade would do. I it's hope let, let him put him out. I'd like to see him play out there just one game. Give me Alfonso one game against the Big Green Monsters for entertainment purposes only. Okay, please do it on Sunday so the rest of the country, when they're on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, could see what we're dealing with. <laughs> Seriously. Because I try to tell people, they're like, oh, come on, you can't be that bad. I'm like, no, you really got to watch a Cub game. And like, whenever, like, there's some of my buddies that are Cincinnati Red fans, mm-hmm. I get a lot of Red fans. Like, hey, I, those are, I really don't like those people a lot, to be honest with you, Coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I mean, I do. I'm, I'm joking. Okay, that came off kind of harsh. But, yeah, they, they called me up. They're like, I can't believe how bad he really is. After <laughs> after the, the performance he put on against Cincinnati. Uh, I, I didn't get to see yesterday's game, but that was a shutout through eight and then uh, or through seven, and then uh, Mike Stan hit a bomb. Yep. It's good to see them win a couple games. And and your guy, Casey Coleman. Yes. Is best, I mean, so – I would love, you got to keep him in now. He had a good game. You got to keep mm-hmm. him in. Yeah, and, and I told him, take him out. But hey, you, you, every time you have a good start, you, you, sh- you deserve another one after that. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully he can go on a little bit of a run because he's a really likable kid, coach. Five and uh, two third innings. Quad, I took him out right at the right time. Got help from Kerry Wood and. Uh, um, Whole bullpen, basically. Yeah, Marmol. They brought John Grabo in, which is a scary thought. It's one oh, thing I. I notice with pitchers, uh, with John Grabo right now, it's when you're, how did I, you can see the look in their eye and the body language of I'm trying to get this guy out versus I'm going to get this guy out. You know, and the relievers, particularly relievers, when they come in, the ones that are in trouble and John Grabo's in that situation right now is, is the ones that come out in body language and the look in the eye. They're trying to get the batter out. You know yeah, what I mean? Don't need that. Yeah, they're yeah, hoping. I, I understand. Yeah, I, I totally understand. That, that that's an immediate sign when you're in trouble. It's kind of a feel for it, but that's a bunch of the cup. Even Kerry Wood is kind of in that mode right now. I I, I don't know. You know, I trust Kerry Wood, coach. I, I do trust Kerry Wood, I, and I know the last couple outings weren't good, mm-hmm. so I think it's easy to to say that. But I I, I don't know. I, I I'm trusting Kerry Wood right now, and if this the best part about this team is their bullpen, flat yep. out. There's I mean. If you think about how how good Marmol has been, Sean Marshall, uh, Kerry Woods' ERA is still around two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, Jeff, he's Jeff Samarja, believe it or not, has become a dependable middle reliever. And he finally has a second pitch. You know, every any time he showed a flash of being good before, but we both shrugged it off because all it was was fastball, fastball, fastball. Well, he finally has a slider. So let's see. Let's see. He's got mm-hmm. some success. He has two pitches. Hopefully, and there's actually a chance that he can continue this. And the investment that they made by Basically, giving the kid first-round wide receiver money in the NFL—that's <laughs> what they gave him, Coach. They're like, so because that's what the agent said. Well, they either play football or, or baseball. So if you want to play baseball, you better pay us football money. Mm-hmm. Well, very he's been more productive than the Bears wide receivers had the last couple of years. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should switch them over to a different sport as well. But uh, going to be fun to watch. A couple of national TV telecasts as well. Fenway Park, the Cubs come a visiting Boston, by the way, and a six-game. 
win streak, big dog. I got a, a wedding where I will know absolutely zero people except my wife at the wedding. I got, I got that going on. I got a charitable function I got to go to. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I'll be lucky if I get to catch one game, even part of one game of this series, which I'm not happy about. But uh, I, coming up to it, I was so excited. I actually uh, had a bad dream last night. You know, I haven't had many of those for a while. Well, that's that's good. I've I'm glad doing, you have. You know, it. I've been you know bad dream free, but it happened last night. Woke up in the middle of the night about three thirty in the morning. Couldn't go back to sleep. Looked over at my wife. She looked just a little bit. A little bit like Boston Red Sox leadoff hitter Jacob Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury, wow, that's that's hot, coach. That's one of the better ones for you. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't pick them; they just happen. You know, if you're going to have one, it's, it's much better to have one about like a, a yep. pesky leadoff hitter than yep. it is to have one about like an angry defensive center coming yep. off the bench, like Joel Anthony. No question like about that. it. I tried to take advantage of the situation, but uh, let's just say I got caught stealing. Talk about taking advantage of the situation. There is nothing that I like more than going to a wedding when you don't know anybody. <laughs> you know, it's it. okay. There is that aspect. Believe me, I've thought about that. The coach, is, I make sure I don't have a driver, <laughs> and I make sure I put on a freaking show for people when uh -huh. I go to something like that. Yep. And I'm not kidding. I was invited and went to a wedding with a girl that I had went out on one date with, and like three weeks later. She just, she's like, will you go to a, a wedding with me tonight? So I, not only do I not know anybody at the wedding, I really don't even know the person I'm with. And no, <laughs> deep down in my heart that I'm not going to end up seeing any of these people again. Uh -huh. Oh, my goodness, gosh. That, that was a day to remember. The problem is I really don't remember it. But I, <laughs> but I do know. I still was hungover on the Monday that I did the show that uh, afterwards. That's good. I like that. Another title for, for a book. We had one yesterday, too. But uh, it was a night to remember. Dot, dot. The only problem is I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I like that. But, yeah, there there is the whole concept of going to a wedding. I, I've come full circle on it. <laughs> Originally, I was not looking forward to it. Then I said, yeah, what the heck? I know nobody there. Probably will never, like you said, meet these people again. Now, it did occur to me that I'm representing the two guys at a mic show. You know, I could pass out some uh, some cards, gain some new listeners, Big Doug. Oh, I, I, I need cards, by the way, Coach. Okay. Because people, oh, you do a show, give me a card. Oh, I don't have any. What happened to the last 500 I gave you? I don't think I have any talk zone. They're okay. all morning break ones, the last right. ones you gave me. All right. Consider it I mean, done. I hand those out. People are like, oh, you're on 1240. No, actually, I'll let me write my new channel down on the back <laughs> of it. You know, that just doesn't look good. I'm writing a note right now. Consider it done. You will have cards in your hand by next Friday, my friend. Oh, by the way, I'm coming in Tuesday. I'm coming in Tuesday. Tuesday? Oh, do you, yeah. Okay. Do you mind if uh, wow. you know, we're going to have somebody filming some stuff trying to get the word out, trying to... Mm -hmm. You know, pass the gas. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, do you mind if not only we bring in a very small cameraman, he's a tiny little African, okay? <laughs> um, Thank you for that description. Okay. And and also coming in with us is going to be Renee Domas, coach, if you is don't she mind. The, is she the cornerback with the good hips? No, she, ah. um, she's a, a co-host with me on a, on a show that okay. we're putting together. Uh-huh. She's, she's about five six, about 115, blonde girl. Okay. Kind of cute, or really, really cute. Uh huh. Is that would you mind if she comes in, Coach? Not at She's all. She's right up your alley, to be quite honest with Not you. Not at all. We can break down Chicago Bull basketball with uh, with what's her name, Renee. Renee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to remind you like thirty-seven times. Yeah, probably. Her last name is Domez. I can't wait to hear how many times you mess that up. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sure it'll be the highlight. You can you can anticipate it all weekend long. But uh, yeah, we'll look forward to Monday. By the way, Memorial Day. Wait, oh, we're coming this Tuesday. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. this coming Tuesday. Very good. Yes. Yeah. So and and uh, I know you won't have a problem with R- Renee Domez. You know, who's a 115 pound mm-hmm. blonde girl. No. But if it was like. Uh, Ronnie Dominguez, and he was six foot four and stinky. You probably mm-hmm. would be like Joel, just coming by yourself. No, no, bro. Come on, now we've got all shapes and sizes in the studio. I still remember back at our radio show, uh, David Olson. Uh, Big Dog is very seldom silenced, as you well know. But uh, he was silent not only for that show, but for like the next two or three shows after the in- Ali. after the in person uh, visit of Lila. What was her name, Lila Ali? Uh, Rashidi. Ali. No, Rashidi Ali is plays for the Chicago Bears. Was it oh Rashidi? My I thought it was Lila. L- L- the, the, that's the girl who's the boxer. We we had Rashidi. Okay. She, oh my goodness. There are not many that guests, girl. females or otherwise, that could render the big dog useless. You were down goes the big dog with Rashidi was, Ali in the studio. I was dumbfounded. Yep. The girl had an aura about her. Yep. I wasn't the only one who felt it. Oh no. The woman had energy like. Around her, yes. and now I know why her. I mean, her dad had to pass that to her, and she was flat out one of the most beautiful yep. things I've ever seen in my yep. entire life. Maybe just, it was this aura of an angel that I put around her in my mind, but I mm-hmm. swear to you, Coach, she had an energy about yep. her, like and a she, positive. It, it was it was unbelievable. Exuded class and confidence as well. Part of part of the energy you're talking about. She was like a freaking angel, Coach. Yep. I'm not kidding you. I, I felt like I was with like a goddess. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding. You. Now. If, I, and, and I'm not trying to like get too overboard. It's, the woman did have an energy about her. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if your uh, guest coming in Tuesday, Renee, is happening to listen to the show right now, she's going to get a little intimidated. We don't, you know, we're not going to put her. Oh, no, no, she's got a positive energy. Okay, she does. She definitely does. Okay, I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, world champion greatest like right. Muhammad Ali's daughter, mm-hmm. but I, I, she does have a good energy. I forgot her. what was what was Rashidi Ali selling? Was it a book she had wrote? No, no, no. She was. Doing something, uh, I'll think of it. But she wasn't selling anything. She was, she was part of a program that was trying to like feed people or make people aware of something. Okay. She was not out selling anything. It was wow. like pure. She was just trying to spread the message for something. It mm. was more of a message and not like contribute. It was kind of. It was. I got. I'll remember. Well, you got to figure this stuff okay. out. All right. We'll... Can we, can, do we have that archived somewhere? Oh, boy. <laughs> Talkzone.com, we got a lot of archives. I don't know about our morning break radio show, Ark. Those might have been burnt and dispersed. I think they were dumped possibly in the same ocean that Osama bin Laden is residing in. I think I think our old yeah. producer, Kevin Horan, yes. gave that to his wife as a wedding gift, a whole compilation. <laughs> oh, boy, I bet she was thrilled to receive that. Oh, yes. yeah. A good time was had by all. Yes. All right, Dahl, we got about a minute, two minutes left in the show. We had so much to get to, but we got sidetracked by your refereeing, Colrec Flag Football, and the fact that Renee is coming into the studio Tuesday. We, particularly when it comes to females, we do get sidetracked quite easily. You do. You definitely me. do, Coach. You're blaming it on me. Of course. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had thoughts all the way from Sergio Santos. Uh, oh, and, that kid. Wow. I mean, that kid, he has been effective. It's unbelievable. How about the White Sox sleep, sweeping the Cleveland Indians? Nice little comeback performance there against, I hate to call them the arch rival, but right now they're your number one rival in the AL East, AL Central. It was, you know, I said it was a must not get swept moment for the, for the White Sox mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. So them sweeping's huge. You know, they can come back in it, coach. So when, 
Every time they get a chance and a lick at the Indians, they better take advantage of it. All right. Going to be fun to watch. They're playing the Dodgers over the weekend. Again, it's interdivisional play. Kind of fun. They started that, what was it, about six, seven years ago, Big Dunk? Uh, 1997. 97? Yes. Was Reed Johnson playing back then? Uh, Reed Johnson was in somebody's minor league system. <laughs> or lower intestine. I'm not exactly sure which. Uh, all right. Well, it was a good uh, sweep for the White Sox, so we'll see how they do against the L.A. Dodgers. Going to be fun to watch. A big dog. Don't forget the Preakness coming up tomorrow. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom will try to win the second uh, phase of the Triple Crown. 3.30 tomorrow on NBC. I will be watching. I am worried about a new entry, though, Lace and Leather. I'm worried about her possibly distracting Animal Kingdom. Understand, Coach. Yep. That's uh, the Sometimes the name can throw a horse off. Macho Mucho, or what is it? Mucho Macho Man. A lot of people are picking Mucho Macho Man. Any chance you'll be watching? Uh, tomorrow I will be on the Chicago River giving people a tour of our wonderful city. Beautiful. I might be down there watching you give the tour. All right. Big Dog, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you uh, Monday, okay? Sounds good. Take yeah. it easy, David Olsen. There it is, the big dog. Check it out. I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this week. Much, much appreciated. Have an outstanding weekend. We'll be back Monday at 10. Do not be late. Best part of our show, arguably. Very arguably. It's the first two minutes of the show, so you don't want to be late. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic signing off. Thank you so much for listening.